This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network. Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Everybody, welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have here with me a very, very special guest. This woman, I feel like every time I talk to her, I feel like I'm talking to my sister. We have Aww. Nadine Mullings here, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about collaboration. So, Nadine, will you share with our guests who you are and what it is that you do? Sure, definitely. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation to talk about collaboration. Honestly, collaboration is like one of the things I love to do in my business. <laughs> it's one of the things that brings me joy to work with other people and to bring, um, you know, joint work into the world is an awesome thing. So thank you for inviting me to talk about collaboration. Absolutely. So as you, <laughs> as you mentioned, I am Nadine Mullings. I am the CEO and owner of Nadine Mullings Marketing Agency. And what I do is I help women of faith in business that may be struggling with their marketing. A lot of times when it comes to marketing, people are just like throwing the spaghetti at the wall. What can I try to do to get awareness and visibility? How can I attract new clients? And so what I teach them is I really teach them how to do three things. The first thing is the importance of being specific. You know, who are you actually called to serve in the market space specifically? And what is the specific message that you need to be saying to attract those clients so they know what you do. So I teach uh, my clients to be specific. And then I teach them how to be strategic, less of the random throwing spaghetti at the wall and more of the strategic, okay, this is what I need to do today. This is what I need to do this week. This is what I need to do this month to really promote and market my business. So again, I can attract those ideal clients that I'm called to serve in the world. And then the third thing I teach is how to be spirit led. So I think this is kind of like my secret sauce when it comes to marketing. Other people also talk about being specific and being strategic, but not as many people talk about the importance of being spirit-led. A lot of people, you know, use words like in intuition, you know, how are you being guided in how you market your business? What does that look like specifically for you? So I teach people how to be spirit-led in their marketing. And the whole goal of being specific, strategic, and spirit-led is to really attract the people that you're called to serve in the marketplace. So that is what I do do and who I help in the work that I do in the world. So uh, this is just totally um, a random question that I have, but I've been asking it of a lot of the people who show up to accept my invitation for these interviews. We are going through a time that's a bit unusual. It's a bit different from other times. And some people might even say it's a little bit trying for their business. Right. With you being in marketing, how are you helping your clients to weather this storm? Well, I think the good thing about being spirit-led is the importance of tapping into what do I need to do for this particular season. With everything that we're going in and going on in the world and in the pandemic, how you approach it is very different for each individual. So I never would say a widespread, you need to go online, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to tap inside and say, 
it spirit wise, you know, what do I need to be doing in this season? How do I need to be showing up in this season? What is the message in this season? Because some of those things may have shifted. You know, the message that you need to be talking about right, right now may have shifted. How you show up, of course, a lot of us have pivoted to online. So how you're showing up is different. So I think the key thing I teach my clients and what I tell is like, tap into how you need to be showing up right now in this season. And don't just look at other people and think, oh, well, they're doing this in this season or their message is this in this season, but really tune into what it is for you specifically that you need to be doing. So that would be my biggest advice during this time is like tapping into what feels right for you in this season, the way that you need to show up and the message that you need to have for your audience that will help them in this season. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Nadine, as always, just so insightful and so brilliant. So what I'm getting from what you're saying is that it's not one size fits all. And we have a tendency to look at social media and see, have a case of sort of fear of missing out, like see everything that everybody else is doing and sort of feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing all those things. Am I going to be okay? Is this all going to be okay? And the fact is, it's going to be different for everyone. And we all have inner knowing, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it spirit or you want to call it intuition or exactly. whatever label you choose is okay with me. There is no judgment coming from this quarter, but exactly. to be able to recognize that it's there and to tap into it. I love, love, love that you actually have these conversations with your clients. That's Definitely. amazing. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So we could talk about marketing all day long and I feel like we're going to have to get you back here on the show to talk a bit more about marketing because you are an expert in that regard. But we're here to talk about collaboration. And so tell me, mm-hmm. when you think collaboration, Nadine, what comes to mind for you? Like if you were to put your Wikipedia definition on this, what would that be? Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know if it's a Wikipedia definition for it, but the first word that comes to mind is co-creation, right? And, you know, a lot of times I think of things from a biblical perspective, and I think about co-creation happened in the very beginning of time, right? So collaboration was built into how relationship is. Co-creating with people in order to make a bigger vision come alive is what collaboration is. So for me, the definition would be two people coming together to co-create work to put out into the world to help and benefit others, if that makes any sense. I love that. I love that. I love the idea of co-creation. And I always find when I look at collaborative endeavors that it seems as though the work product, the final product is Mm. so much more than if we had gotten individual people to do this thing on their own so it's like a whole new entity is formed when the two come together or more depending on you know what the collaboration looks like that's awesome yeah I think there's power in the collective right so there's this it's like you're elevating the energy and there's power in that collective effort and energy when everyone comes together for a project for you know whatever the situation may be it just elevates it because of that power of collaboration so it sounds like you're talking from experience what has your experience been with collaboration any stories for us of one that went 
particularly well that just stands out in your memory? Yeah, to be honest, because coll collaboration is in my spirit, I have several examples of collaborations and all of them that went really well. Um, but I'll pick two that I'll share with your audience. The first one is when I first moved to Atlanta and I was new to the area, I was doing a lot of networking. And I probably spent the first two years in Atlanta just networking, 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 getting to know people, um, you know, building those relationships, which is so important when it comes to building a business. And I met a young lady and we had an idea to co-create an event. And the event was all about um, purpose, profit, and passion. You know, we meet a lot of women that are passionate about what they're doing and they feel it's purpose-driven, but they may not be profitable. So those three Ps, because I love alliteration, <laughs> you know, I always work with alliteration um, or acronyms or analogies for some reason, that's how my brain works. So we both came up with the concept of this event that was all around purpose, passion, and profit. And so we co-created this event and had a conference. It was a conference, I want to say less than 50 women. So it wasn't a massive conference, but that I would consider a really successful and um, good collaboration because we were really on the same page and we got this event and we co-created it and we birthed it and actually ended up having it for two years. So we had that conference in Atlanta the first year together and everyone was like, you have to do it again. You have to do it again. And we did it again for the second year. And it was so easy. It was effortless. It's like, uh, it was very, our personalities really meshed well. So it did take a lot of effort. It did take a lot of energy. It took a lot of work to do the event. I'm not going to lie. It took a lot of, it takes a lot of work to do any in-person event, but because we were so well connected personality wise, the planning of it flowed well. Um, the ideas we generated together flowed well. So I would say that was a really successful collaboration and actual in-person event, a conference that I I had with another young lady in the Atlanta area and we held it two years in a row. Um, so I think, you know, just knowing the person that you're working with and knowing that you guys have similar personalities or you complement each other, someone strong in this area or someone stronger in that area. So you can complement each other because, you know, when it comes to planning events, it, as you sure, I'm sure, you know, Davia is like, it takes a lot of effort, energy to fill the room. And there are days where you think like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to fill the room? Are people even going to show up for these things? So it can be somewhat of an emotional roller coaster when you're doing live events. So there were some days where I felt like quitting, you know, I'm going to keep it real and be honest. I'm like, man, nobody's buying tickets. We're probably two weeks out for this event. And there were days where I felt low and she talked into me and encouraged me to keep going. There were days when she felt low and she's like, man, this is a lot of effort and energy. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And we knew we were doing it for a higher purpose. So making sure that you have that type of personality where when one is low, the other one will lift you up, you know, so making sure that's the type of person. And when someone is weak in a certain skill set, the other person is stronger in that skill set. So making sure you have that type of person that you collaborate with. I think is key in order to make a collaboration successful. So that would be the first successful collaboration that I would share, an in-person event that I held with one other person. So it was two of us in the Atlanta area. And just having this, we were both on the same page. I think that's important too. We were on the same page with the vision for the event, the goal of the event, 
um, how we wanted to help people in the marketplace when it came to purpose, profit, and passion. So um, that really helped for it to be successful too. We were on the same page with the vision, idea, and co-creation of the event. So that was the first one. Um, the second one was a book. So it was a book collaboration, which I actually was talking to um, my business bestie, and she said she had a book idea about a gratitude journal. And it was all about women um, in business having gratitude and what that looks like and actually journaling out their gratitude over a 90-day period. She told me about the idea and instantly, she didn't even ask me if I wanted to. I kind of was like, I want to be involved in that. I don't think she really even invited me. I was just like, she was just talking about the idea. But in my spirit, again, I talk a lot about being spirit-led. I knew instantly the project was something that I needed to be involved in. So when she talked about the project, I was like, well, how many spots do you have? And she was just starting the project. I said, I want to be involved. Let me know how much it costs. And it was so easy. The flow of the project was easy. And it was a book collaboration with 10 women. So it was a total of 10 of us involved in the um, 90 day gratitude journal for your business is the exact title of the book. And we all contributed in giving a scripture in um, giving our story and um, key things that we felt was important when it comes to gratitude. And it was so easy and it flowed and it went so fast. It, like she had the, we talked about it in December and I tell you no lie, Davia, the book was out or at least finalized by end of January. It was like a flash. Everyone got on, we all flowed. It just worked really well. I totally believe in my heart and soul that that was a spirit led um, collaboration and project. So, you know, making sure that it resonates with you is another key thing that I would say. If you are initially in a collaboration or a project and you're a little iffy about it, I would hesitate in doing that project. For me, it was 110% when she mentioned it. I knew in my spirit I needed to be involved in this project. So, paying attention to what brings you joy? What lights you up when it comes to a collaboration? And then to me, I feel that's when you're going to be more successful with projects and collaborations that light you up and bring you joy is going to be more of a success um, when it comes to collaboration. So those are the two that really stood out for me, the conference that I held with one other person, and then the book collaboration that I did with 10 women um, that I would say stand out as successful. I would like to know, these two projects that you did, did you find that they, you were able to in any way grow your business as a result of having these collaborations? Definitely. I think having collaborations helps with visibility, number one, because you're going to be visible to more, um, a larger audience. Anytime you collaborate with someone, they're bringing their audience in. So you're going to be more visible to a larger audience than if you did it just on your own. And you're maybe just promoting to your network or reaching out to your network who reaches out to their people. So it definitely helped to grow my business and getting the visibility, getting the awareness, um, even skill sets, the skill sets that you learn in collaborations, you can then apply those skill sets to your business, organizing, teamwork, you know, uh, all the key things that you need to be involved in a collaboration or heading up a collaboration, you can then apply into your actual business. So to 
to answer your question, yes, it helped my own business because it helped with visibility, awareness, which attracts new people to you, which can eventually lead to business. And it helped with my skill set side of my things. You know, how can I organize my business better? Um, how can I be more of a team leader? How can I bring more people in my team? So it helped with the skill set development in my own business. So those would be the two main areas that I feel it really helped in my business. That's wonderful. That's really, really something that I constantly talk about because, you know, we do the summits every year and we bring on the last summit we had, like there were 20 women who were associated with the project, whether they were on a panel or they were um, solo on stage or they were a keynote or something like that. Right. 20 women. So what you realize when you do an event like that is that suddenly my little paltry list uh, paltry list of 6000 women and your little paltry list of 6000 women multiply that by 20 and yes there is some overlap but what you do find is that your reach becomes so much farther than it was when you were all by yourself exactly and it's it's interesting because what I have found with the, with the summits and the collaboration books and that sort of thing is that it doesn't necessarily mean that it translates from me into people joining Ladies Power Lunch tomorrow. Mm -hmm. but what it means is that they've seen the power of collaboration there mm -hmm. and then they can go ahead and implement some things in their lives that right. invite collaboration and maybe yeah. somewhere down the road they'll come back and join our free community and you know be a part of uplifting other women as well just because they've seen it in action so yeah. I, I love 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 that you shared that something yeah. that's interesting for me is the ones that and I'm sure for our listeners and viewers, the ones that didn't go so well, because you might think that you want everything to go nicely and smoothly and peaches and cream and rainbows and unicorns. Did I miss anything? Butterflies. All that good stuff, right? <laughs> you, stuff. you want all that good stuff. But the truth is, at least for me, and I, I'm really, really thinking that 2020 is my own fault because mm. I asked Spirit, please show me the opportunity to learn and grow more and learn how to deal with adversity better. Well, guess mm. what? <laughs> Diversity is going to show its head so you can learn. <laughs> I, I'm so learning. 2020, thanks. Um, but have you had any experiences with a collaboration that did not go exactly as planned? Because I feel like we can learn a lot from those ones too. Yeah, definitely. As you said, everything isn't always rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. You will have issues and you will have projects that don't go so well. Um, for the most part, I would say 90% of the collaborations that I've been involved in have been successful and great projects. And the project that I am going to mention, I wouldn't say it was not a success. It was just very 
difficult and very hard. And, and still today at the end of 2020 is not fully complete. <laughs> so I'll back up and tell you this story. And the story was a, another book collaboration, a book project, but a bigger project than just like a journal. As I mentioned with the success story of the uh, book collaboration with a journal, all we were really required to do is provide a scripture, a little bit about why gratitude is important to us and our bio. So there was very limited information that we needed to provide for the journal. But for this larger book projects, we all had to at least write about 10 to 15 pages. And one of the tools that they mentioned for the book collaboration, which was one of the reasons why I jumped on the project too, is we didn't have to actually physically write. We could dictate it. So it was like an interview almost. And you just answer the key questions, they record it, and they're going to take the transcript from that recording and then put that as your chapter in the book. So it sounds really good for the onset of using that technology of dictating the interview and then placing that interview into the book. So that's the idea that, you know, the person told us will make writing the book easy. But, and it was also a project with I think nine other women. So I think a total of nine women. And, you know, there were deadlines and people kept missing deadlines. Mm -hmm. People weren't um, sending their stuff in timely. And I promise you, we are in 2020 right now. This book project started in 2018 and it has not been fully completed to the point that we can say, oh, this project is behind us. You know, steps of it have been completed, but not the full entire project. So, and there were a lot of things that happened in people's lives, which happened, you know, this is the reality of sharing these types of stories. You know, things happen in people's lives that delay them and they're not able to get their part in in time. And you have to be sympathetic to it. You know, people lost loved ones, you know, just different crazy things were happening when it came to the book project that delayed it, delayed it, delayed it, delayed it. And you know, the, the reason why I say it was one of the most unsuccessful is because it didn't flow like the other project that I mentioned, the book project, where it's like, it just flew and we all just did our part. And before you know, in 30 days, the book was done. Here we are almost two years later, as I mentioned, and it's not fully complete. It's not fully complete wow. that there was um, the person that was um, in charge of the project, like the VA that was heading up getting everyone's information. She was fired in the midst of it. So we had to re-sign agreements because the person that was doing the agreements and things like that apparently um, was trying to get the rights to the book. It's craziness like that. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest lesson in a, pro a failed collaboration is you know, you will have those times where everyone's not on the same page. You will have those times where people are not turning in their stuff in their deadline or not doing what they need to do to move the project forward. And when one person is not doing what they need to do, it, it stalls the entire project to the point where two years later, the, pro the project isn't fully complete because of all those different things. And even with the fact that she said, you, we can use the tool where it just dictates, then it's more editing. And then the editing was more costly. You know what I mean? So things like that, where you think initially going in, oh yeah, just answering some questions over audio and then that gets transcribed will be easy. Not so easy because the way that you say things and the way that you write things and read things are different. So even that causes a little bit of glitches and issues with the project. So, um, you know, lessons learned is, you know, I think sometimes there are times that, 
it's inevitable <laughs> that when you're working with other people, you'll have conflicts, you'll have people not doing what they need to do on their part. You, the process can be slow. Um, those were some of the key things that I say, I would say this particular book collaboration made it very difficult. I hate to put the title unsuccessful on it, but made it more difficult than the first one that I gave you an example of. Interesting. Very, very interesting. It's, I feel as though, you know, it's really important. One of the things that I really suggest strongly, it's really important to spend some time ahead of the project mm. going through everything, uh-huh. everything. And um, just there, there are checklists that we're able to develop regarding collaborations and questions that you can ask and answer that can really make this whole process of being in a collaboration together smoother. Do you have any questions that you think you should always ask before hopping on board? Um, more so than questions have a signed agreement because mm-hmm. there may be some points in the project where you look back and say well what was the agreement on this or what did we talk about on this and making sure you have an actual document that outlines you know a lot of what you're agreeing to in this collective and collaboration I think would be the key thing having a piece of document that everyone can refer to and the second thing I've kind of already mentioned is do you gel well with that person you know if you're kind of having a little bit some personalities not gelling before the project even starts that's a red flag that might not be a good project for you to get involved in if there's some kind of conflict or personality difference so I don't think there's key questions I think the key things would be making sure you have an agreement and making sure that you feel led to work with this particular group, or even if you just trust the project lead. So the example with the gratitude journal, the project lead was my business bestie. And I know she's gonna come with excellence and she's gonna bring anyone onto the project that has the same vision and feel as her. So I felt comfortable with joining the project, even though I didn't know all the other women because I was comfortable with the lead. The lead person on the second book collaboration, I didn't really know her that well, to be honest. you know we had a couple of conversations she seemed like a really great person but I didn't really fully know trust you know there there was still a level of needing to know her more to feel totally comfortable with how her book project was gonna go so really go with your instinct as to whether you gel with the person and making sure legally you have some type of agreement so everyone's on the same page will be the two key tips that I would give anyone considering a collaboration Awesome. Awesome. We're running right up on the edge of time here, but do you have time for just one more question? Oh yeah, definitely. I love collaboration. I could talk about it all afternoon, (laughs) but I know we don't have time for that. (laughs) Well then I'll ask you too. So if you, um, if you have a collab, have you had a collaboration that has been unusual or that kind of was a little bit outside of the box or it surprised you or you didn't think that that would have gone well but it turned out really really well in the end anything like that ever happened for you well what pops up in my mind when you mention that is a five-day challenge so I actually worked with someone else doing um, I think it was um, 
uh, I don't remember the exact name of the challenge, but it was a five-day challenge. And a lot of times when it comes to challenges, I think that we're used to people doing solo challenges, you know, one person running a challenge for the entire five days or, or 30 days or however long the challenge was. But we actually did it together. We collaborated on the five-day challenge. Like she had her expertise, which was website design. And I had my expertise, was, which was talking about the blogging part of your website. So she talked about your website in general and how your website needs to be a sales machine for you in general. And I talked about how your blog part of your website generates your leads and the importance of making sure you're keeping your blog up to date. And we combined the two things and created a five-day, I think it was called website website magic, website magic challenge. And to be honest, I didn't, I never really thought of doing a challenge with someone, you know, I, I never really thought that that was something that would be good for collaboration, but we had an awesome time doing it, the information, the engagement, and the great thing of her, her specialty and my specialty coming together to create this five-day challenge that gave so much value to the people that attended um, was definitely a, a collaboration that I didn't necessarily think of. You know, we think about events and books and things like that as collaborations, but for me, I never thought of a challenge as a collaboration project. And that went well. Awesome. I love that. Do you have any suggestions of any books that might be helpful? Any tech, any hacks, any apps, anything, a podcast, anything that you think might help our listeners and viewers to kind of learn a little bit more about the whole collaborative process? Yeah, to be honest, I don't have a specific tool that comes in mind that's just for collaboration. I will say a tool that we're all using right now, Zoom, is great for collaboration, obviously, to have everyone in the same room. We use Zoom a lot when it came to the book collaboration, just to have meetings and to get together and brainstorm. Um, so it's not like a, a tool that people aren't already using now, but I think that, you know, it worked really well to be able to jump on Zoom as a team, to have team meetings about different things. Um, so we use Zoom a lot. So it's not, it's a, a platform that a lot of people use and know and love, um, but thinking about using it for your collaboration too is a great tool to use is Zoom. Absolutely. Zoom has truly been a lifesaver for us yeah. in this pandemic and you know you have to, you have your gratitude journal so you're no stranger to being grateful about the things that you have available to you mm -hmm. in your business and I have mm -hmm. to say super grateful for zoom because yes. I cannot imagine for somebody whose business is entirely based on in-person events mm -hmm. and being able to have the opportunity to use Zoom, that's something that we're definitely, definitely very, very grateful for. It yeah. has been such a pleasure talking to you. It is always a pleasure talking to you. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show to talk about some of the other things that you do. First and foremost, I'm thinking I should have you come up here talking about how to monetize your blog. I should have you coming <laughs> up here talking about marketing in challenging times. I, I can think of a ton of topics that would be really beneficial for our audience that you could come and share both. So just know the doors open. You're always welcome. And thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks to our friends who joined us over on Facebook. And I look forward to seeing all of you again really, thank really you. soon. Thanks so much weekend. for the invite. Thank you for joining us. 
Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com.